It was a rainy Tuesday afternoon, if I'm not mistaken, and it was May of 2017. I'm sitting in my lawyer's office going through the very depressing logistics of my divorce. And I had probably been there for two or three hours. We were going through all kinds of, you know, we were running numbers. We were looking at my business predictions and my bills. I mean, these are things that I hate even on a good day, right? And all of a sudden, my lawyer closes her laptop, looks me dead in the eye, and asks a question that I will never forget. She said, so when are you going to go back to your nursing job? I think I sat there for a solid 30 seconds before I could even respond. My heart was pounding, my pulse was racing, and I was seriously just trying to keep myself from bursting into tears. Because at this point, I had been in business for over seven years. I was doing great by so many different metrics, right? I had a long list of clients who loved me, they came back again and again, and they were spending close to $2,000 every time they worked with me. And I know that if you had asked my competition, and said, you know, how's Anami Tonkin doing? They would have told you that I was one of the most successful family photographers in the area. And I was, kind of. (laughs) The thing is, I had built a business that made a lot of money per client, but the way that I did that was to spend a lot of time on each job. In the early days of my business, when I was trying to take that advice to learn about business, I kept hearing that in-person sales was really the only way to make money as a photographer. And even though I didn't really want to do in-person sales, I could understand that concept, right? I was raised to believe that making money requires hard work and that the harder you work, the more money you make. So that tracked. There's a lot of steps involved in in in-person sales. There's a lot of meetings involved. There's a lot of time involved. And in my mind, it made sense that all of those things justified the high price tag that I was charging. But in the aftermath of my divorce, I really didn't have the time to take all those steps, to have all those meetings, to do all that handholding with my clients. All of a sudden, with just a single income instead of two, I had to cover the mortgage, I had to put food on the table, and most importantly, I had to care for my two boys. The way that I had built my business There just wasn't enough time in the day to get all of the things that I needed to get done, done. I had no room to grow. So the way I saw it, I had three options. One would be to quit photography, right? To do what my lawyer was suggesting, go back to my nursing job and sort of deal with that. And that's, you know, nurses definitely don't get paid anywhere near enough but they do have a lot of predictability, stability. You can always pick up extra shifts if you need extra money. So that was one option. But I really didn't want to take that option. I had sort of mentally retired from nursing years ago when it was clear that my photography business was actually, you know, gaining some traction. So I definitely, you know, wasn't really excited about that. And I didn't want to give up the business that I loved, that I had worked so hard to build, the clients that I was working with. So then I started to consider my options if I stayed on as a photographer. And the obvious solution was to move to an all-inclusive model. Because at the time, that was, you know, a very popular thing that a lot of photographers were doing. But I had some pretty serious doubts about whether that would work for me. Over the years, I have had so many photographer friends who have struggled to attract enough clients and make enough money with all-inclusive. It's really hard, right? It's far and away the most common model out there, 
And between that and the fact that it's really very simple, what ends up happening is that a lot of people say, okay, this person charges this price for all-inclusive and this person charges this price for all-inclusive. I'll just go with the cheaper one. So you end up with a lot of leads who are just price shopping. Then (laughs) when you do get someone to hire you, that all-inclusive price basically means that you've set a hard ceiling on how much you can earn. It's just that's the amount that you earn. So if I wasn't going to close my business and I wasn't going to switch to all-inclusive, that left just one option, which was to do something totally different. The thing was, after seven years of in-person sales, I knew why the process worked. I had spent countless hours talking with people as they saw their images and decided what to buy. And I knew that there were a few seemingly small and sometimes counterintuitive parts of that process that made all the difference in the bottom line. So the challenge was figuring out whether I could kind of reverse engineer and streamline those parts of the process, the parts that worked, in a way that meant that my clients were happy and they were motivated to spend money without needing me there every step of the way, which is exactly what I did. And I'll tell you about how I did it in the next episode. If you're ready to make your photography business more profitable, more efficient, and more attractive to your ideal clients, you're ready for the simple sales system. Click the link in the show notes or visit thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple sales to get started.